two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Tonight, I have a very special guest. Uh, Andrew Brown is in the building. How you doing, Andrew? <laughs> Great, man. How you doing, 34? I'm doing all right, man. It's a, it's a Sunday night. Um, you know, I guess... We're all getting to that rotation of starting the week again. I don't know. Some people get anxious on Sunday nights, and sometimes I do, depending on what's coming up. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, how about yourself? I am outstanding like a farmer in the field. Um, <laughs> there are so many things that I'm looking forward to, and that Sunday for me begins the week and all of the things that I look forward to for the week. Um, there was a time when I would dread the week ahead and I found that it just left me to dread that time. Now in the instance where I find something to be excited about or look forward to, it ends up making those dreaded times go by faster for me. Um, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. Um, well, for the, for the folks who are unfamiliar with the show, um, we do have some intro questions, some warm-up questions, just to set the tone. Um, and then after that, I have a little icebreaker for you. I, I think the icebreaker actually comes first before more into the <laughs> warm-up questions. Um, and then after that, we jump into the main portion of the interview, where you begin choosing numbers between 1 and 34. And that's how we get the conversation rolling. Sound good to you, Andrew? Yes, sir. All right. Well... My very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been a crazy couple of years, um, and we're all coming out of it. It feels like sooner rather than later at this point. Um, so how have you been? I, it's, I, I have been privileged because I feel that I have the kinds of problems that other people wish that they had. Um, the pandemic happened 400 and some odd days ago in that um, my work as a software specialist had me move from working in an office to working from home. There was a seamless transition for me working. Uh, the work that I do is providing service to other uh, companies and their um, managing of HR and payroll. So as the pandemic was happening, I was seeing how companies were mass terminating people or mass laying off people Whoa. while I'm sitting cushy at home, um, typing away on my workstation, connecting with some of these different people. Fast forward to the months of getting accustomed to like, working from home and um, my wife always um, threatening to go to HR uh, about sexual harassment. Mm claims but i keep telling her they won't do anything because she doesn't work for the company um oh, I got you. it's been <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a fun couple of months um and that we both are fortunate that we both work for software companies where we can work from home and um, now that we're coming out of it and i guess if things are starting back up um we're starting to get back with uh, the normal run-of-the-mill problems i guess yeah where it's um who's whose baby shower are we gonna go to or whose um baby's birthday are we gonna go to i got you but the past few months have been um good they've been good to us we've been fortunate not to have been uh, diagnosed with any major illnesses and we've also been fortunate to have a successful pregnancy um, 
so far we're celebrating 28 weeks pregnant and it's been a roller coaster of um, excitement and emotions and wanting to connect with family members and um, friends but can't because we've taken on this nomadic mindset of staying at home and um, wiping down the groceries before they make it inside or greeting my neighbors with a face mask and, um, it's been good we've, we've survived the we've survived the pandemic and things are things are looking good i got vaccinated dealing with that aftermath is fun and exciting um very excited about the Johnson and Johnson shot until they started talking about blood clot this and blood clot that. As a Jamaican national, I found it exciting and interesting to listen to the news station broadcasts talking about the blood clots that Johnson and Johnson vaccine was reported to have caused. Um, the word blood clot um, to me is similar to a curse word. Uh, so listening to um, the news and just earshot of them talking about blood clot this and blood clot that it's almost as if cnn kept on saying fuck bitch um dick yeah you just irritated litany of them right it wasn't irritating but it was like somebody forgot to bleep that out this it's the live feed and they're interviewing somebody that they should be interviewing um but like i said the those are the types of things that um, i know other people wish they I've been doing fine um well first off i want to say congratulations on the baby you. uh you know 28 <laughs> 28 weeks that's it's you're past the halfway point right yes um, yeah. 40 weeks is supposed to be the term but this baby's got a schedule arrival in 10 weeks wow wow for a first one for you yes ah. uh, the, the, the uh i guess the craziest ride right since it's the first one um <laughs> i keep telling myself it'll be fine everything is gonna be just fine yeah yeah you know uh well yeah to answer your question as well I'm, I'm doing fine um i did have i feel like i've known three people who had quarantine babies oh that's a bad turn to put on them, I, but <laughs> it's no no it's not it's a sign of the times they are indeed yeah. quarantine babies they either um came about during the quarantine or came about as a result of the quarantine exactly <laughs> so uh, yeah that's um a lot of joyous moments um you know it's been a balance as far as the, the highs and lows um you know outside like yourself i feel very privileged as well i don't think i've had to encounter as many struggles as most people in the world during the pandemic so you know just counting my blessings uh and yeah you know not trying to downplay what uh, Corona's meant to, to our society, but you know, I think there's been some things that have come out that are even more powerful, you know, um, in the, in, on an individual level and also as a society as a whole. I think the direction and kind of awareness that people have has been a little bit heightened, and who knows, right now it's a bad thing, but I hope it leads to better things, you know. Yeah, yeah. usually happens post disaster. I'd like to hope to I'd like to think so. I'd like to hope so. Uh, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I live in South Florida. Um, grew up 
in South Florida, grew up in Jamaica. The hurricane season is one of those times where um, I guess the, the results of the pandemic have had us do, but just in shorter periods of time. Mm. Um, so you can't leave the house to go anywhere. Well, that's because everything's locked down because we're in hurricane watch. Like I'm just painting this scenario. Um, and then after the hurricane passes, you can't go to the stores to get food because there's no power. Um, and then you can insert the litany of other things that might happen post-storm. You then depend on um, your neighbors for help or support if like a tree has fallen in front of your front door and you can't get out of your house. Well, I hope Dan next door comes over and remembers that I brew beer and he'll, you know, mm-hmm. check on the beer, if not check on me. Um, but every time there's a storm um, a natural disaster i always find especially when i'm in a scenario of being around the community that that's where um, the community as a whole ends up being better because of it mm. um, i'd always argue that there cannot be good without bad and we cannot have joy for the times of good without having the sorrow of the times that there are will be better for it i feel you i feel you i I gotta ask you have you gotten used to hurricane season like it's not even a big thing to you anymore yeah it's (laughs) it's, i remember so living on the island um we had limited access to information and i remember when our local news station our local television station um jtv would broadcast the weather channel amazing you guys know this is coming i didn't <laughs> um oh, okay. and then growing up with that and then fanaticizing over between june and november oh, all right i've got to spend two hours doing my own version of storm tracking and i feel like well you know most people that live in this part of the equator um kind of have a sixth sense about storms and like what they're gonna do and what they're gonna which direction they're going to turn. Like, I can go outside and tell you, it It seems like a hurricane's coming right now. Wow, okay. But no, I, I do find it fun to, to track and make my own predictions. I do find it sad lately, though, that all of the major storms miss South Florida and hit other places that aren't accustomed to the storms. Mm. Is that a... you uh, chalk that up to climate change at all? I don't know anything. So. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I remember when I was younger, though, I always thought you could just um, send a tank of liquid nitrogen and blow it up inside of a hurricane and then you wouldn't have any issues. But as I grew older, I um, went to school down here and in one of those, was it ecology? I can't remember. One of those natural science classes, we discussed what um, hurricanes do, how they form and what action they complete in nature um we talk about climate change and how the temperatures around the world are slowly going to extremes Um, hurricanes are heat engines and essentially drive off of that heat there are those that would argue because of the unnatural high temperatures around the world this contributes to the increase and greater intensity of hurricanes Mm. the the actual hurricane is a heat engine and drives itself off of heat it um, becomes an area of organized local 
thunderstorms and the wind forces that drive those thunderstorms and that precipitation cause the water down to depths to churn. So you have cold water that's now churning up to the surface, and as it gets to the surface, the hurricane takes up the cold water, and then it loses its power. That action, as it's spiraling in a circle, um, is essentially churning up cold water uh, in the sea. And the churn of cold water is bringing nutrients from the bottom of the sea up to the top of the sea, and then feeding the um, sea life food chain, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. to, for it to then trickle down so a consequence of climate change is causing weather events that are set to correct the temperature so i feel conflicted in saying that hurricanes are um, a detriment result of climate change because their simple existence encourages a return to homeostasis I got you. That's that's pretty crazy. That, nice. uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. So more hurricanes is what you're asking for. <laughs> it, are we? It, are you know, we though? Well, I'm thinking just like, the ones that go in the water and just go in a circle and don't hit anything, but mess up the shipping routes and then cause a delay in our IKEA furniture. It's it's a yeah. double-edged sword. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, where, where can we do it safely? You know, where can we generate these things where it doesn't hurt Let's anybody? Let's bring back the liquid nitrogen bombs. <laughs> so much easier. Um, you, so I'm from California, and I've never really had to deal with hurricanes. So if I was ever to come encounter one, I'd probably, you know, lose my shit a little bit the first time. No, you have you have time, though. It's not like an earthquake where it just happens. Um, we, we know days, weeks beforehand that something's coming. It might come by. It might not. But we'll know. Um, what's the other thing that you deal with? The fires in California. Um, uh, yeah, fires and earthquakes are, are, are a big thing out here in our droughts. Cause we, um, but yeah, I would say I get that similar kind of feeling when earthquakes happen and someone from out of town isn't used to it uh you know we're, we're we pretty much sit still and we kind of sit and wait and we, we wonder if it, it lasts a certain amount of time then we can start getting worried <laughs> so i i guess i'm are you able to through that experience um guess as to like what scale the earthquake is that's a scary thing because I don't think I can and the only reason why um, it's just been so normal is because yeah I, I felt small tremors and, and all those things um, I, I can only remember one in when I was a child where it felt like it was even crazier where we ran out the house and you know made sure that we weren't in the building but other than that it's always been a lot of sitting and waiting and um, you know just like oh it's, it's gonna pass it's gonna pass so when it does happen i don't know how like you know when it happens like how, am i giving myself 10 seconds or am i giving myself 20 seconds like so yeah it's that's i think for a lot of californians it's like that i want to say we're kind of we feel too confident in our abilities to to gauge whether or not uh, this is the big one um so yeah it's like a, you, you don't have a choice at that point right it's, <laughs> you're, you're in it like it's it's happening yeah yeah and if you're not prepared like that's a whole nother thing i know when i was in school they taught us to have an emergency bag and be ready but you know as an adult it's like you know you should know that already <laughs> yeah. like yeah. yeah i'm supposed to um have 
what was it? One gallon per person per day stored for water and meals for five days. Yeah. No, but like if a hurricane comes and we lose power, well, we're cooking everything that's in the fridge. Um, mm. if we have some propane and charcoal, but for the instance of like, yeah. My, my mind's going a mile a minute now coming up with like final destination scenarios of like this is it this is the earthquake that's gonna fuck everything up and we're gonna have to hoof it you know 10 miles down the road because all of the infrastructure is messed up and then people's gas lines are leaking and houses are blowing up this is like, Armageddon just happened in my head with this whole earthquake situation I don't understand how you could like continue about your day and not worry well Millions of people do it, so it should be fine. I feel like I'm going to worry about it a little bit more now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. And, you know, maybe we should be talking about it, thinking about it more. Um, but I will say, ever since I was a kid, every year, every year, I hear or see the headline, this is the year, it's going to be the big one. And it hasn't happened. So that's what I guess has desensitized a bunch of Californians as well as that. We hear about it all the time, and it hasn't happened. Knocking on wood right now, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's always like I, I think about it all the time. What would I do in that scenario? Um, where would I go? Who am I gonna try to get in contact with? And all these things that you gotta kind of think about if it happens. You know, it's a, a trip. But anyways, let's uh keep keep the interview rolling right. uh let's no no don't don't be sorry at all i like i like these organic conversations and wherever it takes us that's where it takes us it's all good with me um but let's jump into the icebreaker and i don't know if you've heard any of the previous episodes but i like to do a little spelling bee it's a one word world one, one word spelling bee um feel free to participate feel free to pass if you'd like as well so it's up to you you down yeah let's go all right uh as a heads up i did get this from a google search of 100 most most often misspelled words in english language so uh (laughs) and i'm just going through it looking for a good one all right let's try occasionally Occasionally, O C C A S I O N N A L L Y. Uh, I believe you you did miss you put two ends in there, and if you put two too ends, many ends. Huh? too many ends. I did put two ends. Yes. Then you got one more chance. Go ahead and try it one more time. <laughs> Occasionally, O C C A S I O N A L L Y. Occasionally. Congratulations. You got that one. <laughs> you got it on the second try. Um, and I will let you know right now that means you've qualified for the Spelling Bee Tournament of 34 okay. Questions uh, when you go up against other guests who have come on and gotten their word right. I will let you know future details. Still trying to figure out how to piece it all together. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, all right. A few more warm-up questions. We're still in the warm-up phase of uh, 34 Questions. Uh this next question is, what would you like the audience to know about you? I try to leave the world in a better place than I found it. Can you elaborate a little more? Like, how, how would you say you do that, if you don't mind? So I, I, I do it experience by experience. I drive and um, 
find joy in the experience of connecting with people, whether it be through the work that I do or my friends or my family or just in the conversations that you and I are having. And through our connection, me leaving an impression on you, my friends, my coworkers, my clients, my customers, that makes them think that they can do something that is for their betterment or the betterment of the people around them. Um, like, I know that when we get done with our um, interview today, you're going to do your due diligence in ensuring that you put a uh, go bag together just in case that earthquake does come. Oh, um, no, like, thanks, Andrew. I, I, if we hadn't had that conversation, or if you are in a scenario where you um, come visit South Florida, during um, hurricane season and find out that the storm's coming and you think, well, it's not that serious. There's so many South Floridians that just make parties out of it, so I won't fret too much. Um, but the, the way in which that I look forward to making a change in the world is through the connections that I make with people and enlightening their lives or day in one way, shape, or I hear you, man. I am 100% uh, with you. And, you know, so I think that could be a reason why you decided to come onto the show. I, I definitely appreciate that. That's something that I hope people, you know, feel that energy from me as well. I just want to connect. I just want to, you know, have it be a positive experience in someone's life as we all, you know, are passerbyers in each other's lives, you know. Um, so, again, I appreciate that. Um, let me ask you, do you find it harder to connect with, like, is it easier to connect with people as a kid or as an adult? I found a newspaper clipping of um, when I was eight, um, walking through one of the plaza's shops. <clears throat> I guess there was some guy with a camera, a really nice camera, and I wanted him to take a picture of me. Um, the person was a reporter, and he was asking kids what, this is in Jamaica, and it's a very Christian country. Um, so the reporter was asking kids what um, does he want Jesus to leave him for Christmas so I told the reporter that if uh, what would we get Jesus for Christmas I would get Jesus a camera so he could take my picture and show people in heaven it was eight <laughs> okay so he took my picture and he put it in the paper um, but then fast forward to I work for a software company that works with quite a few different businesses and I will connect with people who I've never spoken to or otherwise um, had a connection with who are freaking or flipping out about some important issue to them and I will get a kick out of connecting with them bringing them down to level and then fixing the Rubik's Cube of whatever issues that they're having and I can't gauge the the joy or complexity that I had as a child in comparison to how it is now mm. because I feel like my um, ease in doing that is as a result of doing it from being a child. So to answer your question, I think it's easier for me to connect with people as I'm older than it were as a child because of the many experiences that I had. For sure, for sure. I know uh, that question, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody has. There is, and I give you the right answer. <laughs> but, 
for you. Yes, for you. For you, you sure did. You sure did. Uh, but yeah, um, I think that's that's totally interesting because you know, for me, I was I was one of the more talkative kids in class, and um, I never really thought that would be something <laughs> that would be a part of my personality. And like now, I just enjoy talking to people. Um, and so it's just one of those things where, as a kid, you don't really like. For me, if I was going to answer that question. Um, want to say it was easier as a kid for me um I don't know why it's been a little bit harder for me as I've gotten older I think it's also the experiences that I've had kind of like either jading me or you know taking a different approach um but yeah that's that's a that's an interesting one uh but I feel like our childhoods to how we feel now is it's a little different say there's like less people now willing to open up as there were when I was a kid I don't know if that's the same for you like try to make that connection and they're more closed off um or maybe you could just I love I love I love those people (laughs) um go for a walk good morning buenos dias (laughs) oh so we don't speak either of them today yeah you know um I went on a vacation with uh, family and <clears throat> we did an Airbnb. This was during, this was June of last year. So it was very, all right, we're, we're all going to quarantine for 14 days and then we're going to come together and then have this vacation and then we're going to go home and quarantine for 14 days. Um, mm-hmm. This was June in 2020 and tensions were high in the political atmosphere and I get along with my family um, great the lake though that we were going to I guess had um, residents who were supporters of a particular political party that had some of those family members concerned about my um, safe being me the happy-go-lucky want to talk to everybody person is like no i'll be fine let them come i'd love to talk to some people today um that didn't happen um but it, it was just one of those things where it's like i do look forward to that connecting with people that want to be um, locked off but no i th- i think you're right you know in comparison to the types of people that i would connect with as a child versus now like other eight nine ten eleven year olds wouldn't be as um blocked off as 30 40 and 50 year olds yeah unfortunately uh, but you know there's always those instances you find people you know like ourselves who are like oh let's 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 chop it up you know <laughs> yeah 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 so we're, we're out there there's do- dozens of us <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, second question for you in this warm up is uh, if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? If I was gonna, if I was gonna tell myself I wanted to do something in your honor, what could I do? Give everybody a scratch off ticket. That is my new jam, man. Like yes. just for Mother's Day, <laughs> I bought all the mothers a scratch off ticket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement. Best two dollars I ever spent. <laughs> and you never know. You never something happens. Right, right. It could turn into something, and then 
is is it really bad at that point when you go back to the person like, hey man you want to break me off i mean i would uh i would leave it up to them i would have to i would have to just be like write that bullet and be like you know that was the gift that was the intention that was you know what it was meant to be and right. if, hopefully that person is, is appreciative but if they're not then i gotta move on with my life and <laughs> just knowing that could have been my ticket that that's an interesting story i've never heard anyone tell that story of like oh yeah i gave out strategies for, for the holidays and <laughs> someone hit big and <laughs> just, perfect <laughs> that'd be a funny funny story for sure oh depending on who, you, who you're just looking at which side you're looking at it at. But, um, for sure i'll do that i will do that in your honor no doubt um, and then my last question of the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself eight Here? eight you mind me asking uh, how you came to that number so <clears throat> um, we talked about the versus now and how easy it may be for me now versus when I was a child to interact with people and me saying that I felt it's easier for me now because of the experiences that I had. Um, I think into or back to maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago and how I thought about the world and how I think about it now and I realize that it's through my experiences that I um, know myself and continue to define myself and I've never gone through the experience of being a father. Um, so I, I don't know what I'll be then. And then insert other experiences that I can't think of right now. But because of that unknown is that I will label it as the 20% of what I don't know about myself. Um, it's that 20% of the experiences that I haven't gone through to then say, this is how I would respond to that scenario. Um, I often play out scenarios in my head because that's fun, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I use that as a way to try to gauge or simulate how I may respond to a particular scenario, but nothing beats being in a situation and then life playing itself out. Mm -hmm. so, I got you. What would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? I don't know. Um, <laughs> too, too many, too many things? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it does come back to connecting with people. It, it does come back to, it, it always comes back to like um, making people smile and having that connection to do some part on an individual's life to make them feel good. army commercial maybe 20 years ago um if someone wrote a book about your life would anyone read it and I, that that's always stuck with me and that like i wanted to always be a chapter in some other person's book like oh let's get to the Andrew brown chapter or um yeah wow yes i haven't heard that that quote kind of flipped in that way so 
Yeah, that was enlightening. Right on. Lost my train of thought, but it's all um, good. <laughs> it happens yeah. to me all the time. <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, we finally made it to the main portion of the interview, uh, where you get to start choosing numbers between one and thirty-four. Uh, okay. Would you like to start at the easy, uh, medium, or hard level? Hard. All right. Going straight yeah. to the deep end. Right. You know, when you get a, a new video game, do you start it on easy, medium, or hard? I'm a normal person. You know, I go medium. I go Fair medium. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, I, what, so I'm, I'm not a big video gamer. I do play, like, the sports games. I'm a sucker for Madden 2K and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to adventure games, I, I, I like open world stuff. Um, my problem is, is if I ever get stuck, then I, I lose complete interest. I'm, like, so frustrated. I'm, like, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I give up easily. That's, that's one, of my, <laughs> one of my downfalls. But, uh, no, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I think Sonic Adventure was one of those games, man. Like, I was going through it. I got stuck. Yeah stuck on like 80% of the game and I was like I never finished it and yeah I just noticed that pattern with me <laughs> um, brought me back with Sonic Adventure yeah man you know um, it's that that was our, our childhood <laughs> um, but uh yeah alright let's um jump for it give me your first number oh right 14 14 how could you be kinder to yourself How could I be kinder to myself? Expectations, right? Um, Mm. Having reasonable expectations uh, for myself. Having a normal expectation for myself. Um, I... Expectations that I set on myself are the ones that I would say it's the only form of not being kind to myself. The expectations that I set for myself are those that I feel compelled to accomplish. I have a big problem with separating um, work and home, especially Mm. with the pandemic, and I'm the one that at Sunday at 2 o'clock in the morning why is this client emailing me let me see if I can help them with whatever it is that they need and like that's not expected of me by others but it's more so my own expectation of myself to not be holding back something that might help somebody else and then feeding into my desire to bring joy to others um I could be kinder to myself by limiting the making the expectations of myself a little bit more reasonable would you say it's hard to uh say no i mean for for me i feel like in the workplace i I feel like I, I, i can relate to you in that sense of where you know it's always like of course i can do it but do it right now <laughs> or you know uh, stuff like that i don't know 
But would you say it's hard to say no? It's <clears throat> the the environment that I work in is always in the spirit of partnership. Um, so yes, it is very hard to say no. I see. I see. I, it's hard to say no in my organization, and it's hard to say no me as an individual. So. Um, just compounds and <laughs> right and then I'm stuck in this um, never ending tube of setting priorities and resetting priorities and then deciding what might have to fall to the wayside because I can't really take care of everything yeah it's hard to say feel you um, could you say that was uh from any particular reason why that's a part of you um for for me you know it's when i had this conversation with my friend and we both were talking about how it's hard for us to say no and she was just like oh it's probably because that's how we were raised you know um, if, if we were always trying to please our parents and you know not trying to disappoint them and, you know it's always a yes it's always yes of course i can do it um but yeah would you say a similar you don't have to get too much into it but uh <laughs> Yeah, kind of that for, for me, I think it, it did stem from that. I, uh, you, you mentioned childhood, and then I started thinking to myself, just like, when was the last time I told my parents no? And it's only been as of late <laughs> that I tell my parents no, no. But no, you're right. As a kid, you never say no, mommy, no, daddy. Yes, 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 but even if they call it, yes, daddy? Yeah, oh, you never say what? <laughs> I don't know if right. you've ever no. said <laughs> You never say what? No. <laughs> time travel um <laughs> no yeah yeah no, i got you yeah so but the the i i i'm with you on yeah because i mean isn't that what i've i've been delving into all of these different um parenting topics and i came across one that mentioned your goal as a parent is to make your child socially acceptable by the age of four and the definition of that was to have a child that is engaging enough that other children will want to play with and able to connect with adults in a sufficient form that adults would want to help that child if they came across the child. Um, so Netflix did a docu-series on babies. And then in one of those series, they go on to talk about how um, children develop the ability to decipher and tell the um, emotional quotient of a person based on their facial expressions. Um, they often mirror and um, recreate the expressions that they see or the emotions that they feel. And that's why all people always say you, you always have to smile when you look at a baby and the baby will always smile looking back at you. But if you change your emotion the baby will reflect it uh, being back at that I think back to my childhood and I think back to how happy I guess all of, I was in pictures two years old with a beer can in my hand wonderful. <laughs> cigar, um, cigar or another <laughs> right is it a cigar I don't know um, but the you're, you're right in that I, I wanted to please people and I think that's how it always started because my parents were 
not social lights, but well, they would always have a party, and then there would always be big people, is what I call them. Bigger than me. Um, <laughs> and coming back to our goal as parents is to make your kids socially acceptable. I, in that light, was socially acceptable and could walk around and have conversations with big people. And right, you don't tell somebody no because then they don't want to talk to you anymore. Hmm. Would uh. Do you agree with that statement as far as, uh, you know, yeah, having the kid be ready or socially acceptable at age of four? Oh, that statement. Yeah, that, um, that statement. <laughs> because I, I don't know, I feel, it feels like that's a lot of, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that was something, that was a train of thought for, oh, for no. people. Parent. The, um, it was a philosophy or, or an idea that oh, okay. Uh, okay. comes from, like, the goal of parenting. Um, you and I can talk about parenting and saying, like, to continue with genetic diversity and we're trying to continue our species and that's why we're compelled in our animalistic minds to be attractive or attracted to a partner who can then bring about another one of us for us to then put our efforts into them um, growing up to then repeat the same process <clears throat> but the um the role that the individual plays in a society and how that society then contributes to that individual con continuing their role. I don't I don't agree that it ends at four. I think it it's checkmarked at each of those different intervals, you know, until even after you know, your child's no longer a child and they're an adult and then still contributing to their growth as a person. Um, but still yes I, I do agree with socially acceptable um my goal is to raise a child that's socially acceptable because if i could insert litany of socially unacceptable behaviors that we can think of i, do, I don't want a child that has any socially unacceptable behaviors um that's tough that's tough i mean yeah yeah, yeah. ultimately Plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, um, you know, I'm an optimist. I like to see the good in people, especially kids. And I always kind of feel bummed when a kid does play me, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and kind of like, you know, so super aware already that they know that adults are always kind of gonna be like catering to them a little bit. And then you, I found I got taken advantage of. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess some kids are like that. Uh, um, so, like, do you, should you feel embarrassed or should you feel impressed? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I give this kid a job? You know. <laughs> right. Like, you're going places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, throw throw me another number. Um, seventeen. Seventeen. What is your love language? I don't know if you've heard the term before. There's a, there's supposedly five. I don't know if you, uh, I could listen down if you want. Oh yes, anyway. yes, please do. It's All not right. touch. Uh, yeah, the touch is one. Uh, let me check it out. It is. I mean, you know, sometimes you Google something hoping it just pops up right there, and you gotta click on that thing. Is food a love language? It's 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 something a part of it, man. Let me just go to Wikipedia. All right, <laughs> it goes words of affirmation, quality time, 
receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. See, mm, the the words of affirmation and the receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Um. So coming back to what I find joy in making that connection, making somebody feel good. The only way that I know that is they tell me, or if I see it. The only way they tell me or I see it is if they give me words of affirmation or commit an act of service or give me a gift um so an example i can think of is if i go to dunkin donuts and i stop the person from putting together my bacon egg and cheese croissant and have a five minute conversation about how their day is going and really connect and talk about whatever might be griping them or irking them before they make my food and they decide to give me two that's that's a connection. Now, they don't decide to give me two, they give me a discount. It's also my connection. Um, they don't give me a discount, they don't give me two. They stop and say, you know what, thank you so much for taking a few moments. For me. And it's also my thing. Now, of the three of those, which one? Um, I could, hmm, that's tough, I couldn't pick. Can I pick three? Yeah, that, that's totally fine, that's totally fine. Like I said, no wrong answers. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that that is an interesting way to put it never heard anyone kind of break it down in that way as well i'm trying to think what, yeah, what would stick with me the most out of those three i would, I would say maybe the words of affirmation you know just because like it, it came out of their mouth and they kind of like it maybe they're kind of too shy to say it and gave me the extra stuff that could be it too but just hearing it and just um having that audio plus would be would be kind of cool yeah, I get I get cranky at work when I don't get surveys back. Oh. Love me, no one wants to give me a survey. Oh, I mean that's so. Are you a big survey person? Like do you do do, do them for other people? <laughs> when it comes to my work, I I know I'm a star performer. I know I have a unique ability to connect with people and blow their socks off. I almost feel it's to a point now where they feel compelled not to leave surveys because they're like, oh, this is just adding to the pile, which is partly true. But when a mass of people don't leave surveys, I don't, I don't, I don't get feedback. And then I feel some kind of way. And then they take me off of those things and put me on things where I, yeah, long story. I got but you. Okay. I, I do... think about the different areas in which I experience my life and there's the personal and then there's the work and when I'm at Dunkin Donuts we talking to a lady behind the counter the personal but when I'm at work if I don't get a survey not the end of the world if I don't get a bonus my wife will be upset with me but still not the end of the world um acts of service 
work. No, no receiving gifts win. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, I no, you're right in that I I feel that the the answer to that question changes in the instance or environment that I may be in and where I might want to receive that love from. Is it my employer? Is it my wife? Is it Deborah at Starbucks? I got you. Yeah, this is it's just it's not so black and white, you know. So for sure. I had a fleeting question. It had something to do with all that. Oh, I was gonna say surveys. I wanted to apologize because I'm one of those people who are too lazy to fill out surveys for people. And I realize how important it is for for a lot of workers out there. They don't know the difference it makes. But go ahead. <laughs> you get the I was gonna say, um, I. I'm a, I'm a Google local guide. So I filled out a, a bunch of reviews, taken a bunch of pictures. Um, but I, I use that in my analysis of some place that I'm going to, not just the good or the absolutely terrible, but the mediocre surveys, the ones that you know, like, this person wasn't compelled in a good or bad way to leave a survey. They're just leaving an opinion about their experience. And mm. I, look forward to to those and that it helps me <clears throat> figure out what I'm do where I'm going or what I'm about to get into from the work aspect of things um, it doesn't improve upon my ability to do my work it solely feeds into um, my ego for lack of a better term like it's for making me feel good it's a metric that I'm held to like you have to have this much of a performance and if I don't then there's this and the other but I've never had a problem with that so in the regard of not filling out surveys I won't come down on you too hard um, but I would encourage you to please <laughs> in the instances that you're being provided a service and you do get that survey it means something to that person um, that you're working with and yeah no survey. I, uh, I uh one of those habits i gotta build um i am the kind of person to be like oh you provided me good service where's your boss give this man a raise or give this woman a raise <laughs> and so st instead of actually filling it out on the survey i'm more of like let me talk to your boss and tell him how, how well you did you know uh i guess that's part of the whole being talkative and trying to connect with people on that level but yeah um that's where i, I kind of sway towards that uh, just a heads up man we got about 10 minutes left in the podcast i uh, want to thank you again for your time uh, thank you for coming on i hope you're having fun it's been a, it's been a blast for me uh, i think we could knock out one more number so go ahead and throw it to me 27 27 what is the difference between friends and best friends Oof. deep man you know, feel yeah. free to pass if you feel like it no 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 i'm not passing um what is the difference between friends and best friends um when you can pick up the phone and carry on with a conversation like you didn't just spend the last five years in two completely different places without having my 
head, I would see it as um, what's the difference between friends and acquaintances? Consider friends are just that what most would consider best friends. The pandemic has kind of thinned out the herd, and my own life experiences has thinned out the herd. Um, but I say that she hit me deep there because I spent the first half of my life in Jamaica, and I left when I was 14. And while there, I had someone I thought was not disabled. I had a friend who was my best friend, and um, I saw and recognized what happened as a result of me immigrating to the States and us having that distance apart. And then we were friends because we lived in the same community and we had the same age and went to the same school. And then when we were no longer in the same community, no longer <clears throat> going to the same schools or having the same experiences, there wasn't that need uh, for connection. Fast forward to going out to college and then being an adult, going back um, to visit the island and visit. It always got that, that friend vibe, that mm. acquaintance vibe after the fact. Um, but, you know, 14 versus 21, or it's considerably different um, and then during that time I'm sure we both would have had separate experiences and then that friend aside I'm now here and then building relationships with people here similar fashion um, same community same experiences we will be friends until one, if not both of those change and if it's a community then it's not likely I think, though, to the friends that I've made over the course of time, and some of those that I've connected with randomly, just for the sake of doing a pulse check, because I don't have anything to do today, I've already learned all the chords on the ukulele, let me call this person that I haven't spoken to, um, and then just carry on that conversation, like, it hasn't been five years since we last spoke, like, we've, yeah, so I, I had that experience, Yesterday was a friend of mine that called, and that's what's led me to this. And that the difference, I think, would be one in which, regardless as to time or distance, you can still carry on a conversation um, as if you had just spoken yesterday. I feel you. I feel you. Um, the way I've, I've kind of answered that for myself, uh, you know, my best friends, I feel like they bring me back to a place they bring me back and it makes me feel like that age of when I met them um, and then the people I consider more friends or acquaintances are people that I feel like you know I have to be older I have to be you know uh, somebody that wasn't that kid but in the past um, so yeah like uh, I, feel, I consider my best friends definitely the, the folks that kind of make me feel comfortable you know I don't gotta be anything else but, but who I was when we met so yeah I don't to please them like that yeah yeah exactly Ooh. and being people pleasers that's such a big deal that's such right? a big deal yeah huge yeah that, that's that's an interesting way to put it uh, all right well we've made it to the concluding portion 
I got th- three more questions for you. They should be simple. I don't know. If, feel free to run with it if you'd like. Uh, but this first one is actually from my previous guest. Been trying to connect up my guests together, so I always have one come up uh, from the previous one. Shout out to Mr. Pazani. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Mr. Pazani. Thank you for coming on. And his question for you is, what have you done today to make the world a better place? always have this problem where if if you're if you're always doing that when it, it's hard to think of one particular item that um would say that hmm. yeah. so um oh okay i was gonna run with it run with because it because you told me to run. um so before our call today i was bottling uh beer i made a batch of english porter Mm -hmm. and this beer's goal is to be a gift for my wife's baby shower gift for the people attending the baby shower a giveaway Um, (laughs) so instead of buying 40 some odd random gifts I made something and I I put my love and attention into it. I made all of this alcohol that I'm not going to drink. And I think that in and of itself is making the world a better place. Um <laughs> I I feel you man. I think I think uh, you know, the right time, the right place, it is definitely needed, you know? <laughs> but I I wanna I I wanna give Mr. Pisani some a good answer to his question um and i feel like the the beer project is not not enough it's not it's not enough no oh okay i um took you up on your invite to be on the show today and it's through the questions that you so graciously asked and so patiently waited for me to answer um then i've been able to share my story with others and my intent to make the world so by being here today on your show i am i absolutely agree man i think uh you know you just put out that energy that we should be connecting and we should be sharing our stories and for me that's priceless man this is why i do what i what i do and i'm glad that you had the time to come on and and you know the interest to share your story man i definitely appreciate it um i think you have reached that quality answer threshold for mr pisani there (laughs) perfect (laughs) Uh, my second second question is what would you like to ask the next person that comes on to 34 questions thought-provoking questions and it's easier when you connect with a person but a thought-provoking question for someone who I don't know will be on your show how would you connect with somebody like what's your go-to kind of icebreaker to to kind of (laughs) 
you know, take a stab at it when you try to connect with somebody. Oof. Um. <clears throat> okay. If you had. Oof. I'm just trying to phrase it. If you. If you had no um, liabilities, if you had no deadlines, if you had no responsibilities, what would you do tomorrow? Mm. What would you do tomorrow? I gotcha. So I'm always curious who who, uh, who comes on next and what they have. Like I, I leave a lot of this show up to the universe sometimes because there's a lot of factors that's out of my hands. Um, but yeah, thank you for that question, and uh, we'll we'll see who who gets your question next. Um, and then my final question of the show, the one that ties it all together, is what would you like your descendants to know about you if they were going to be watching this? 500 years down the road there you know uh, what would you like them to know about you Okay. Okay. Um, hey, let's leave it. Let's leave it at that. You did the best. No, you could. but I appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's the best I could. Um. Hosh, I messed it up. I should have just ended it right there. Stop recording. Cause that, that was a good soundbite. I mean, you still can, but um. fantasize that I would be in such a scenario to be the family member that creates generational wealth so then my descendants would be like oh this thanks great Jeepa Andrew for coming up with that really awesome beer recipe and making this wonderfulness for us to enjoy and I realize that that's a very specific thing and if I don't accomplish that, then does that necessarily mean that I am not doing right by my descendants? So I've broken that down to always do my best. I feel you, man. I feel you. I mean, generational wealth, that'd be nice to have. Uh, uh, I just don't know. You know that thing about like the, it takes three generations, basically one generation to get the wealth the second generation to enjoy it and then the third generation to lose it and then the cycle continues there's i mean you know i think i think there's something to it i, I can't say it's true for everybody but um yeah it's and then it restarts you know the next the fourth generation no like, that makes sense yeah, yeah <laughs> so who knows and hopefully like I, when i think of like i don't know people um just athletes who have a ton of money their kids are going to grow up but then, you know, I feel like these kids are going to grow up and feel like money isn't everything. 
like maybe there's still unhappiness that they feel and they're like you know what yeah my kids aren't going to get that money <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like try to use it for something more um so yeah well it, it's interesting but you know I, I think they will appreciate the fact that you tried your best like no matter what um and for sure you have any uh anything else to add before we head out of here no, just thank you so very much for having me on your show. I do greatly appreciate it. These questions have been indeed thought-provoking, and I do look forward to um, coming back and beating the competition in the rest of the spelling bee. For sure, for sure. Um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there listening or watching the videos on YouTube. Um, it's hard for me to say it, but, you know, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff if, <laughs> if you're so inclined to do so. Um, Thank you for joining us for another episode of 34 Questions, and we'll catch you next time.